Hello and welcome to a Saturday night winning edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. What going on? I don't do wins. I don't do Warriors wins. You do now. I do now. I do when I have to. And Slater ordered me to. So we're, we're doing a post game after a huge Warriors win. Clearly, they're big. I think it's the best game of the year. The only one I'd argue from just a straight up performance standpoint was in Minnesota when they just blew yeah, out the yeah. Timberwolves. Like they were really crisp that yeah, night, but this is like more statementy. Yeah, this is, I mean, that's Minnesota. Maybe it's just me disregarding it. It is on the road and it was their only good road win, right? The other one was Houston. But let's see them beat a really good team on the road and then I might replace this one. But they this, have a chance on Tuesday because we saw what Boston did to Phoenix not too long ago and. They did not do anything approximating that to the. I was even the Warriors have lost this game. I was going to say it's a pretty good effort to without Wiggins to play to make the Celtics work this hard. They made them work so hard that the, the Celtics couldn't do it. So it was just a fantastic performance by the Warriors. It really does say like this is a team. Other teams do not want to face in the playoffs. No matter how whatever seed the Warriors end up with, maybe it's going to be a good one. Maybe it's not going to be a good one. You do not want to see this team, and especially they've proven they're very, very, very good at Chase Center. They're just a really, you know, a tough team to, to knock out at Chase Center. We'll see what they can do on the road in this upcoming road trip. Yeah, you know, I, talking to people pregame, I did get the sense like two days off, a little pissed off off the Utah game where honestly a lot of their guys played well and were feeling good about their games, but they blew it at the end. So motivation level – you know, you get a practice in. The NBA purposely set it up. So this is their first big ABC showcase game. They, they get both teams two days off beforehand, a pra- you know, because they wanted, number one, nobody to rest any, anybody. <laughs> but also they just wanted fresh teams, right, fresh matches. This is their first non-football, college football Saturday, so that's why they're putting it on ABC. Usually this would have been a college football time. So I did get the sense from – people within the Warriors like we're going to come out good like Chris motivated whatever but I also thought the flip side I thought the Celtics were going to come out wanting to prove a point as they have they lost the finals right I mean yeah like Tatum like Tatum has had this renaissance early season and part of that was like the motivation level from the finals well this was his chance to like this would have been the loudest punctuation point um no Al Horford, no Robert Williams yet. Robert Williams sounds like he might come back this week. Al Horford's in health and safety protocols. That obviously played a role. There was much less rim protection as, as we've seen what Robert Williams did in the finals against the Warriors. Flip side, obviously, no Wiggins and what he did in the finals, which we can get to. But do you think – did Boston disappoint you tonight? Or were the did you feel like it was like, oh, what a performance by the Warriors? I think it was a combo. I mean, I think the Warriors really came at him with force – I think Clay on Tatum, I'm sure we're going to talk about that more, but was just this like, that was it. That was the pivot point. Either Clay was going to play Tatum really tough and the Warriors were going to have a huge edge, or Tatum was going to dice him to pieces. And I think the Warriors knew that was going to be the pivot point. And they were comfortable with making Clay right. That's it. You're it. You're the guy. Uh, and right from the outset, as Clay brought up, he just loved that play. And when he, and he knocked uh, Tatum layup off the backboard, when he got beat by Tatum, by the way, and trailed him. And surprised the hell out of Tatum. Surprised him. I was telling Clay, I didn't even think it was you. Like, I thought it was somebody on help defense. And it was Clay helping his own self get after he got beat. Uh, and By the it way, just, it seemed like he surprised himself with that play. Uh, he didn't say that to me, but I, I just, he loved that play. And when the Warriors brought that force, you know, Dramon, as always, Looney with, with 14 rebounds, like, they brought energy and force. Kaminga, we'll talk about, and which was laudatory and it was praiseworthy and then boston kind of shriveled on it and i was surprised by that so i think it was a combo it was the same old warriors thing like we turn up the pressure 
and we watch the other team recede. And in the biggest moments, we've seen this so often on their way to four championships, on their way to, to the championship last season through Boston. Uh, you know, this isn't as big a deal. Obviously, it's not a championship, but it was the same kind of thing where they rise and the other team does not rise with them. In fact, the other team falls back. I was, I was disappointed with Boston. Still having a great season, still a great team. Uh, but specifically Tatum, who yeah, had the struggling to finals, like you got Clay Thompson on you. Like we're, we're praising Clay for this. It wasn't he wasn't doing this against Wiggins, and he wasn't doing this against Draymond. Like, Clay Thompson's, you sh- you you might be able to get past him, and you should be able to score more than Tatum did. He did not, and it was a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it's why I kind of remain somewhat of a Jason Tatum skeptic at the highest, highest level. Maybe it's because I watch an NBA Finals where he shot, what, like 30-something percent. You see it tonight, 6 of 21. You hear the MVP buzz, and then it's just like you're just sitting there tonight like, well, Jalen Brown's kind of the best player again. And I felt that in the Finals, right? I And I don't even want to mention that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so let's – Talk Clay though, because like you, the play we're talking about is is the pin block where he said Wait, the he second possession of the game. So like, it, was really it was early. It was early. I'm about, I'm about to go look it up because this will probably be part of my lead. But um, said he hadn't done a pin block since 2016. He he actually remembered a game against the Sacramento Kings that he did it. Um, but just you just felt the juice in the legs. You know he shot he shot 17 times in the first 17 minutes. 10:38 came up, so it was a minute and a half in the game, but it was one nothing at the time. One one at the time, I think. No, one nothing at the time. Oh yeah, they really, they, Boston yeah. was scoreless for a while to start the game. Um, but you just like it wasn't just a block. It was like then he lands and then he runs up the court and he's taking a mid range jumper and he's running back. Like you know, this is. There was two days off. I already mentioned it, but they were they had two days off before the Utah game, two days off before this one, two days off before the next game. This is why these games feel more playoffy. And Clay, look, remember Clay was good in the playoffs last year. Well, guess what happens in the playoffs? You either get one or two days off at all times, and there's obviously just more motivation level that helps your legs. Um, Clay Thompson is entering a stage of his career, particularly post injury, where when he it's fresh. He can look like himself when he's not. That's why they don't play on both sides of back to backs. And probably won't. It's, I don't think they're gonna. You ask the question, maybe, but I don't think they're gonna play him. I just don't think you test that. And you know, Kirk keeps talking about. There's a lot of games left in the season, like, and nobody's running away with anything. They can still play it cautious a lot of times, and then really circle everything. Like this is the game we're gonna be graying in, and they did. They circled this game, and they were great in it. It's like I think it's just testament to to what they're thinking about themselves like when we need to we're going to be able to gather the strength and the energy to to put together something like this but the, that means some of these games are not uh, utah they didn't play their guys right they didn't play steph and draymond and so like these are just i i just that's an older team going through this there's one redemptive thing about this that's a little different it's john Kaminga. Because he's going to play every game. He's going to have this energy every freaking game because he's 20 years old. Well, he should. Now, like, the focus level has waned, you know. It'll go up and down. It'll go up and down. Yeah. Um, You know, I can remember having, you know, our deeper podcast conversations a little bit maybe a few weeks ago, just particularly when they were at, you know, bad places early this season and wondering, like, can that, like, how can this roster reform into what feels like a legitimate title contender and one of the possibilities that we were obviously you know talking about it happening but it was hard to envision just because when things are going very poorly sometimes it's hard to envision stuff was somebody's got to pop one of these young guys has got to pop where's it coming from i think the the wiseman experiment in the near term has in a lot of ways been given up on um moody uh we'll see 
But there was always a chance with Kaminga, and it's happening. It, you know, he's this is this isn't just two straight good games. This is what at this point like five out of the last six, something like that. I mean, what he yeah, did I don't in think Dallas, he's had a bad one, really. Like you know, a so-so one, maybe one somewhere in there, but. Like he hasn't had one where like oh he can't play like he has not had one of those and he's had what three like he is he is one of the better players on the floor yeah. games and tonight that happened with the Celtics which is a, it's a pretty large thing he's always been the most talented of the group right I think you know, I mean Wiseman has talent but it's in a different way I think Kaminga's even even like you you could you could always compare Wiseman and Kaminga's like you know rawness from a like raw talent level but i can remember you watch wiseman's rookie year and then kaminga's rookie year came right after and you're like there's raw talent there but there's more polish there's more feel yeah, you could see it play you can yeah. see it play in you know in regular season games you can see it play in postseason and you can imagine it has not really happened that much in postseason uh, as steph mentioned like he didn't kaminga didn't play in the Celtics series i thought he would i, I was gonna say like go like he can meet that talent level like, the warriors don't we've talked about this they don't have that athletic level if you're not especially if wiseman's off the board which he is except for kaminga and wiggins Th- those are there too and I-, I thought he could play a lot in the Celtics series he did not uh which i think steve kerr might have teased me about after i wrote it but it was the proper decision then, and now he's got to play. He's got to be that athletic, and he's. I, I mean, I tweeted this the other game. Like he's got to play twenty minutes a game. He played what twenty two tonight. Uh, maybe he will play a little less than that when Wiggins comes back. But I don't know how much less. I mean, would you start pulling him back? I'd play him fifteen to twenty two. Like that's. I just say yeah. he's in the rotation, and if he screws up, I keep him in there, and and I let him play it through because look at what you're getting as a result. You're getting this finisher. Kaming and I had a long discussion about finishing with his left hand, and he's kind of proud of that, and he's really good at it. And to be able to do that at 20 when, you know, Iverson was an incredible Hall of Fame player. He never finished with his left hand his entire career. Uh, this is impressive stuff that is going to, again, as it's going to carry. It's going to play throughout a season, throughout a postseason. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Part of the reason, like you said, even if he, let's say he's not great for three of these first four games on the road trip, why you want to just commit to him in the rotation is because the answers behind them are not playoff answers. We know that. At this point, you know, and it's like he, if molded correctly, if developed correctly, is a playoff player. I mean, this was a playoff type game tonight. He fits in it athletically. He stands out in it athletically. Hey, Andrew Wiggins picks up two fouls in a huge NBA Finals game two in Boston come June. Like, throw Jonathan Kaminga out there. Same thing with Draymond. Like, you know, it's like this is their guy for in that in those spots, and those are huge minutes. They're Gary Payton the second minutes right yeah. and, and those were we know how important those were throughout this last season and in the playoffs and he can 
do so many things for them. Again, he's not going to do everything, and he's going to screw up some stuff. But just the flow, just the fact that Steph and Draymond trust him, you know, more and more, and to the level where, like Steph said it tonight, he belongs. He belonged out there. And that means a lot. And uh, I don't know that they would say that about some of the other younger guys. And it's just truth. It's just what we've seen. And Kaminga is doing it. And he's only going to get better. I mean, I think that's the stuff. You know, we might have been critical of him, you know, over the last year or so. He's gone up and down. But you can always see NBA player in him. Like, you can always see that. There's some really talented players that you just can't quite see NBA player. You see other stuff, but it's not NBA player. For, like, Anthony Randolph, old Warriors callback. But he had this rampaging stallion talent. But you could never, like, it wasn't NBA talent. It just fit something else. And this guy, you could see it play out. You could see it play out with Jalen Brown. Like, he's like, there's some comparable things with Jalen Brown, who was a fantastic player. That's been a comparison of theirs. And, like, if you look at career path, I mean, Brown's first year somewhat similar to to Kamingas. Moody played tonight. um, But, you know, I I thought one of the the more, I guess, revealing Kirk quotes postgame was just he really seems to be – feeling good about where the bench is. And again, the bench tonight, uh, you know, Lamb gets some minutes. DiVincenzo, we should talk about eight more rebounds for Dante DiVincenzo. And he was like fighting for the ball and that that loose ball stuff that they really could use. Uh, And I I, I just think he's a tough player that they really like that toughness and that second. Yeah, we talk about, I think Steph kind of was implying it, like, you know, all these options in the offseason and all these ways we can go, and they got an eight-and-a-half-man rotation right now, and it's pretty well set. This is who they're playing. Anthony Lamb is kind of the last man on that, and Jermichael Green, so they're kind of half a guy. And the others are, it's Poole, DiVincenzo, and and Kaminga. And that's yeah. that's the rotation with two other guys kind of, and, and Moody, Moody, Moody like yeah, it's you swing, you're yeah. still waiting like you're waiting for him to have his Kaminga yeah. week yeah. where it's he like could. not that he would explode yeah. like Kaminga has he but could. more just like oh you or know. a guy gets hurt yeah. you know or, or Clay doesn't play like th- that's where Moody steps into but it's basically eight and a half and if I'm reading stuff correctly which I think I am he's just like we're set like this is our group now pending injuries pending ups and downs but, like, they've got a group – well, put Poole in there. So it's not – because they didn't have Wiggins. So it's basically a nine-man rotation. Yeah. It was eight tonight with with the two other kind of cameos. Jamichael uh, Green is going to play very rare spottily. You know, it's just not going to be a lot. He's going to finish the first and third quarters. That's what he did tonight. That's it. Uh, and then guess what? Kaminka's coming in to start the, the second and fourth because that second, that second unit in the start of the fourth quarter – Clay, Draymond, Poole, DiVincenzo, Kaminga. I like that group. I like. I think that's their best. I mean, you could slide Wiggins in there if you want to, but that is a second unit that will not fall apart. That that is, and if you can hang on in those F minutes, if you can hang on and be plus, and you throw out that one that I just named as a second unit, they're going to win some games. Looney had 15 rebounds tonight. Uh, he's been. A little bit quieter recently, you know, I think some of the fatigue of the season seemed to get to him. And you never know, like, how tired is Looney because <laughs> he always kind of looks tired, yet sometimes it's like a... effort to pump fake 15 times yeah. a game. So. But I just thought he was, he was really he was, oh, impactful. He was strong. He was strong. They need him out there. Uh, you know, he's... He's always open, so when he's out, they pass it to him, and then he goes, finds the next pass. A couple pass, early buckets that I think kept 
Boston a little Absolutely. bit, you know, at ease. And what did Kerr say? Like, one of the reasons that they felt they could put Clay on Tatum was that, well, you've got Draymond and Looney behind him. So if Tatum gets past Clay, you got those two guys, and they can read the angles, and they're so smart at and you know not completely leaving their guy, but still helping out the the, the, the penetrator. So this just that just tells like okay, if we get beat here, we still have those two guys, and Looney is clearly almost an equal partner in that. Um, I I mean like he's just a big time, big game player. Like when it's really possessed, every possession counts, both way both ways. He's so important to them. Uh, and plus 19. Plus 19. Doesn't eat up shots. Screens. Doesn't, like, clog up the offense. Remember, he used to. We're just last year we are talking about he clogs up the offense. He and Draymond. Clog, they don't clog up. Those two guys don't clog up the offense because they just can move so nimbly around there. Jermichael Green now clogs up. He does clog up the offense. Like, you could just see the difference between those two guys. They're very similarly skilled players, right? Similar size. One of them shoots the three, too. But... It's the other guy who keeps the off- offensive rhythm. It's the other guy who is fitting perfectly with Steph Curry. And Jermichael Green is just not doing it. But, you know, get him the minutes, keep him in there. But it, we're, we're seeing kind of things split apart, as we always do in a season. Who's working on the floor and who is not working on the floor. And Wiseman did not work on the floor. Jermichael Green sort of does. And DiVincenzo and Kaminga are working and this is just and it's not going to move away from this i don't think i don't i just don't i don't see it really like there's another guy unless it's moody he's gonna say that's it i'm in the roster now on in the rotation now i just don't see that they might trade for somebody but beyond that uh this is their rotation hey james wiseman had a nice night in the g league 24 points 12 rebounds i think he was a plus 29 big in a comeback win i mean actually you do talk to particularly the people in the organization that, that are more around santa cruz and like they do they, they're saying they're noticing improvements. Now, um, maybe perhaps down the line that means this Jermichael Green very limited role that yeah. you're mentioning yeah. can be tried out with Wiseman. But again, that is another conversation for down the line. He's going to play another game in Santa Cruz, I believe, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're playing Sunday night. Um, but let's push it forward quick uh, before we get out of here. Six-game road trip coming up for the Warriors. Long one. five-game I don't mean, I'm sure. I mean, because honestly, the last few years, five has been the longest. Yeah. This is this is, this is their longest. It is. It is. Two back-to-backs on it. So it's at Milwaukee Tuesday night at Indianapolis against the Pacers team that beat them in Chase Center without their main guys uh, Wednesday. Then it's uh, Philly Friday, Toronto Sunday, and then it's a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday in oh, New York right. against okay. Knicks Nets. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Um, I'm forgetting the Philly games. When I'm forgetting. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, tough, that's, a, that's the toughest road trip of the season, no question. They'll be going through the cold. That always like it doesn't make a West Coast team I know, feel I'm preparing too myself for it. I'm like, Ooh. doesn't make Slater feel comfortable either. Good to have you back on the road, though, Slater. I'll just paint that. It's good to have you back on the road. I do appreciate when Slater is there asking questions. Uh, and um, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I thought they might lose this one without Wiggins. I mean, I, I didn't know, and they always do get up for – it was at home, and Draymond and Steph, you never know, which is when you think they're going to lose, they win. I don't know how they're going to disrupt. What, what do you think about this road trip, though? I think Milwaukee's danger. Yes. Um, yes. Although, you know, you're talking no, to – Milwaukee I'm talking to Looney postgame. You even, like, I was joking a little bit with Poole. But, like, you know, that's that's home for yeah. them. Well, yeah. um, DiVincenzo – 
is going there like pump because you know I don't I don't think he's ever I don't think he's played in Milwaukee since he left because nope. I don't think the Kings did last year so I think there's going to be some motivation level coming to that again it's two days off they get Sunday completely off they don't fly till Monday they should have some juice for that game yep. um, but what's strange about that is if you push really hard for that one and don't get it and then you limp to the yeah. Pacers and you go zero oh, and two to start the road trip that's when it can snowball so in a weird I'm not suggesting this but like. If you were to decide to throw one of them, essentially, like the Pacers one's the one out of those two you need. If if you were to map out what I think is a reasonably decent road trip for them, you get one of those first two, you get one of the Philly Toronto games, and then you get one game in New York, and that's a three and three road trip. And I think three, that's yeah, that's very be, yeah. doable. Yeah, and four and three, and this four and seven, two. Yeah, but, but in this, oh yeah, the Boston's yeah. game. Like that's really good. Well, add because uh, their first home game back is then yeah. Christmas yeah. on Memphis. Yeah. So you know, can you get to, can you be five and three Ooh. in that eight Man. game stretch? Man. Well, like you know, part of the the storyline emerging from tonight is like you know, not necessarily their back, but like look what they still have in their tank. Okay, if this is you, you should go five and three in that eight game stretch. Yeah, I don't think it's quite them yet. Well, because you're completely think. down on them on the road. Yes, they're two and eleven on the road. It's like I was like two and eleven on the road. You got to show, I mean, like Steph was like saying, let's see if we can take this. Like he wasn't saying, yes, this is who we are now. We are now great on the road. Who the hell knows? We'll see. That's really a tough one. That would be a tough one for a really great Warriors team, right? It would be. And I'm, you know, maybe the Durant team would, we'd go, we'd go, okay, so that's six and one, whatever, six and five and one. But uh, it's tough. The, the back-to-back stuff. Is Steph going to play every back-to-back? Is Draymond going to play every back-to-back? I mean, play, yeah, I um, mean, it's just, I, the and first, Wiggins might not play the first game. Yeah. You know, you're going to have all these complications, and they're going to throw a clunker. We know they're going to throw a clunker in there. And, uh, I, you know, there's some I think players you go who aren't in, as good on the road, yeah. who are, you know, as they are at home. We'll see. If they come out of this, like, with four wins – are you kidding me? I mean, that is a great road trip. That is a fan. That is a championship level road trip. Let's see it happen first. Uh, as far as Wiggins goes, uh, he is being officially reevaluated Monday uh, with this adductor strain. He doesn't seem to think it's very serious. Um, he's been doing light work. You know, we'll see how soon he actually plays. But this isn't. Maybe that's what you hold out for the Milwaukee game and play him in Indiana, Indian, in Indiana game. Like that's that would be the kind of the wiser course I would see. Feels very like football-y, but uh, yeah. you know that's like you don't you're not playing him in both games. I'll tell you that. So maybe they're just gonna go for the Milwaukee games later. Let's, let's just go. Let's roll out everything. For that's the how you. Game. That's how you snowball a trip, though. That's how <laughs> no it gets question. real dangerous. No I don't think Wiggins is playing that first game. I just don't. You know, it just it doesn't. They're they're still talking long term. They're still thinking long term. There's so, so many games left. To yeah, play. I mean, look, they sat everybody for the Utah game. Yeah. Now they almost won it. But exactly, imagine if they won that and won this one. That I should have. Yeah. They're still. Yeah. They might themselves. not have won this one if they had. If there they had was won some motive. Yeah. Utah Clay looked a little motivated. Clay for, Thompson. Yeah. It was definitely a little more laser focused for this one. So, uh, like you, you just screwed up because you didn't stand next to. The guy, the one guy who could hurt us most, will give you Jason Tatum, and he took it, and it was he was really good doing it. I, I would say it, it, it is the kind of the evolution of Clay as a defensive player. He guards power forwards, and that's basically Jason Tatum is right. He's a power forward. Now he's not a guarding the two guard at all. Well, let me. And t- he's not so good at guarding the quick three. By the way, how he's, about this? He guards power forwards. How about this? This is this is to to emphasize your point. Let's say they're playing. Memphis on Christmas and there's no Wiggins. I'm not like Wiggins should be back by then, but 
let's say there's no Wiggins, are you saying Clay Thompson go just you know guard John Morant? No, no, no can't no, do that. Never. You know? Their problem is. Who the hell yeah. is going to guard John yeah, Moran? No, no, it's got to be Wiggins. It's got to be. It's got to be Gary Payton. Second. Kaminga. Kaminga. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Draymond. Like it's gonna, they're going to throw those guys out ahead of throwing Clay, and Clay's going to. You know, I, I don't even know. I mean, he won't be guarding Jaron Jackson, but Bane. He guarded yeah, Bane, Bane some, yeah. but you know, to your point though, he's now he guards bigger. Like he's, these wings are better. He's pretty like guys don't go through him. Oh. They don't turn through. Never him. have. Yeah, and that he has got a strong base. And he plays like again. I thought that block of Tatum was by a bigger guy. I, it just felt like a bigger guy block, and it was Clay coming back on his own guy. It is a fantastic moment for him. And you know, Steph was love it. You, I asked Steph about it, and Steph was loving it. He goes, "Yeah, the fact that Clay was ecstatic about that play, and he also scored thirty-two, is fantastic. Like thirty-two would normally be what you talk about when Clay with Clay or anybody. Clay didn't want to talk about thirty-two. Did we? I didn't even know if we asked him about the thirty-two. Asked him about that play because it made him that made his night that play and he's like looking at his you seen his log like looking at his phone and seeing people like tweeting it to him because he was that jazzed about that play. All right, well we will talk to you sometime during the road trip. Maybe me and Marcus will do something Wednesday night post Pacers. Game. I got a road trip myself. I'm going to Seattle for an hour. So enjoy that the Brock Purdy show. I know you're fired up. Yeah. All right, uh, we will talk to you later.